Welcome to From the Ground Up, a podcast about small business funding, entrepreneurship, and current events that influence them. Powered by Tenant Financial Group. Welcome back to another edition of From the Ground Up. It's been a few weeks since we released our last episode. We hope you all are enjoying the warm summer months as we work our way into what we hope is another school year and all the activities that accompany it. Along with my co-host, David Martin, my name is Derek Skogsberg, and we thank you for joining us. Today, we have another compelling interview in store for you on this episode. Aspiring small business owners have so much to consider when they're looking to buy a franchise or start a new business of their own. Central in that effort, of course, is the need for competent tax advice. Finding and relying on talented tax advisor is critical to the success of many small businesses and franchises. To help us examine and understand the various tax issues facing aspiring entrepreneurs today is Jamie Hogan. Jamie is the CEO of Specialized Accounting Services. They are the preeminent CPA firm in the franchise industry. Jamie, welcome to From the Ground Up. Thank you for having me on the show. I've listened to all your prior episodes and I've enjoyed listening to those. The subject matter has been really insightful and relevant given all the issues we've been facing this year. Yeah, for sure, right? But there's been more than one. Jamie, we've known each other for a while now, and we've worked together on a number of issues. For those in our listening audience that aren't quite as familiar as I am with you and SAS, can you give us a little background on you and your company? Sure, Derek. So we are a CPA firm. We're focused in the franchising space. We've been in business for over 13 years now. Our primary goal is helping our clients succeed. We want to see them be as successful as possible. We focus on accounting, consulting, compliance, taxes, payroll, payroll taxes, you name it. We'd love to handle franchise and franchise accounting. We have about 100 employees and we're located in the Midwest. That's awesome. A good Midwestern company. I'm from the Midwest myself, so that's fantastic. Jamie, as I alluded to in my opening monologue, the need for competent and reliable tax advice is immense for aspiring entrepreneurs. Can you give us a sense for how your firm helps people understand the myriad of tax issues that face new business owners? Yeah, a lot of times first, we'll sit down with them and just really understand where they're at. Maybe they're just getting started or maybe they've been in business for, for a while. And of course, there's a lot of different tax issues and implications that take place based on where they're at in their life cycle. So what we like to do is just understand where they're at and then we help them along the way with either their federal, maybe their state taxes or even their local taxes. We like to dig into the weeds with them and help them the best we can. Tax planning. I'm a marketing guy. So taxes, tax planning, the whole process is always something that I find I'm just kind of overwhelmed with as a business owner myself. How is 2020 going to be different? You know, we've got the PPP loans, we've got all these, what seem to be a little bit more complicated issues. What should we tell our listeners about what to expect next January, February, queuing up for April next year? Yeah, well, we like to say it's never never too early to plan, right? And 2020 has definitely brought a whole host of different issues to think about. It's amazing, actually, how things change so quickly, right? Even going back to 2018 and now in 2020, you know, there was even some changes this year in 2020 that were retro back from 2018, right? So there are a lot of changes, a lot of things to, 
to think about the whole CARES Act. And like you said, David, with the PPP, there are a lot of changes, right? So we're, we're talking to folks about it's never too early to start planning. What you don't want to do is wait until January and then there's things you can't do, right? So now is the time. Now that we're getting towards the end of the summer, you can imagine there's a lot of different things that have, have taken place in 2020, really, again, because of the pandemic. We just want to say we don't want to have any any surprises, right? So now is the time to start planning. Making those estimated tax payments is one big thing because you don't want to be stuck come March, April next year with a huge tax bill when you had the cash set aside right now to start making making some of those estimated payments. And just really understanding what some of the changes are and how that impacts your business. That's our goal is to try to make our clients aware of those changes. Yeah, absolutely. I, we're small business owners ourselves, and it seems like these tax issues, they come up throughout the year, of course, and I'll admit I'm one to drag my my feet as it comes to tax reporting. Is tax planning, is it more of just a once a year kind of thing for, for small business owners, or should it be more year round, something that you think about each and every month or each and every quarter? How do you guys address that issue? Now, on a regular year, prior to 2020, you could almost say that you'd almost start around September, October, take a look at how you've done for the year, sort of navigate through the end of the year to be in really good position, right? But this year, it's just so unique. A lot of our clients may have hit the ground running. 2020 started off as a great uh, as a great year. And then a lot of folks started hitting the brakes April and May. And, and now it's good to start seeing these things open up again, right? So just how we navigate through 2020, tax planning needs to take a little bit earlier approach this year in terms of how, how are things really shaking out right? The pandemic has really made us have to look at things on a regular basis as opposed to maybe waiting a little bit later on in the year. One of the common things I've always wondered about is how do you help a business owner decide which type of entity they should be from a sole proprietor just getting started, maybe in some one man in a truck, something to a little bit more complicated? What's the easy answer on navigating those questions? Sure. We'll take a client through a host of questions and we'll just ask, what are your goals? How do you see yourself? What does your end game look like? And maybe a C-Corp might be a good fit for them, especially rolling in some 401k money in, in, a, in a Rob's plan. Maybe an S-Corporation might be a good fit if they have multiple owners that are looking at getting started. Perhaps maybe they're invested in, say, real estate, so they maybe they want to go down the LLC type of path, right? So we just, we just like to get an understanding of what their client's goals are first, and we can help them down the right path in terms of what entity they should be looking at. Yeah, tax efficiency is always something that every small business or business owner should be aware of and and think about as as time goes on in their business. Let's flip the script here just a little bit. You touched on the PPP loan. We got to what was it? I think it was March thirteenth. I think it was Friday the thirteenth, if I remember right, where where all of this kind of came crashing down on our heads. And out of that came this PPP loan program. We're all small business owners, and we've had to navigate these waters ourselves. Can you give us a sense for what we should expect as we work our way out of the loan period where people were getting the loans and now we're working our way into this loan forgiveness period? Are there tax deductions available to small business owners that took out a PPP loan? Kind of rub the crystal ball for us, if you will, and tell us what we should expect. Yeah. So from a PPP loan perspective, initially when the loan was the whole program, the whole CARES Act was pulled together, it was based on an eight-week provision, right? Right. Since the pandemic's gotten longer than what anybody would have thought, 
that got extended to 24 weeks. So with that extension, we've been working with our clients to instruct them with the different types of expenses that you can have in terms of for that PPP loan to get forgiven. Having now 24 weeks, if you've hired a lot of your folks back, perhaps you'll be totally fine from a payroll perspective and using those payroll costs to request forgiveness on your PPP loan. Now, what we've seen so far is that we're waiting for more guidance still, which should be coming out hopefully soon, but is that the, the deductions that you've used for the PPP to get forgiveness are not deductible for tax purposes, at least as of right now. So what does that mean? It means that you really need to take a, take a hard look at, at your financials because if you can't deduct those payroll expenses because you've re- actually received forgiveness, your income may be substantially higher than what you would have had in a given year. So effectively, you're going to have to set aside some resources to pay those taxes potentially down the road. Now that may change. We're hearing things with the next round of stimulus that this may get resolved where these uh, deductions may be able to still be deducted for tax purposes. These expenses may get deducted for tax purposes, but we don't know. But as of right now, we need to include those as part of income. If Essentially, we, we're not able to deduct those as part of, uh, of our taxes. Wow. So if if I got a payroll loan, that's the first I've ever heard of this. If I got a payroll loan and I deposited those dollars, of course, in my operating account and I ran payroll for eight weeks, what you're saying is that eight weeks worth of payroll is an add back to my bottom line? Correct. So you're you're not able oh to deduct my. those expenses for taxes as of right now. Now, like I said, that may change, but as of as of right now, you're not able to deduct those expenses, which means you're gonna have to effectively pay tax on that expense. Would that be like it ran as essentially in in my layman's terms, it would be like that would be considered gross sales and it would just be sales that you've paid out of? It's more considered a just a you're not able to deduct that expense. So without having the expense means your potential income will be higher, of course, because you're not able to deduct those expenses. Yeah, it's just an add back to your net income, right? I mean, your taxable net income. Right. Right. Oh, man. Well, that's the first I've heard of that. Boy, (laughs) I guess I need to call my CPA. Well, let's flip the script here again one more time, Jamie. One of the most popular ways that people go about financing a new business or franchise today is through utilizing retirement plan dollars. That's something Tenant Financial Group has made really part of its namesake. I mean, we've been doing this for almost 20 years. We're very proficient at it. And and one of the things we focus on is compliance when we install a new plan. I know you guys have got a large number of clients that have gone through the process, not with Tenant Financial Group, but you do currently have compliance issues that you're dealing with. Can you talk to us about the importance of properly administering these 401k plans? What are some of the client issues you've run into? How important is it to maintain compliance with IRS and DOL regulations? Right. With the Rob's plans, I mean, the compliance is key. The Having the plan set up properly the right way the first time is so, so important because the IRS does look at these, at these plans a certain way. And if it's not, if every, if all the I's aren't dotted and all the T's aren't crossed, there is a risk, right? So if you think about it, you're actually using pre-tax dollars to start a business, right? So the IRS is really, really interested in making sure that those dollars are going in the right places, that all, all the forms and, and all the, all the filings are done on time and are done accurately. And it just, it really does take a a really strong attention to detail to make sure those things are all handled, right? 
if an operation it doesn't have those processes or those uh, filings made timely or accurately, their business is at risk. And nobody wants to see an IRS notice come across their desk, that's for sure. We have seen in the past things just not get set up properly, right? These plans are supposed to be set up a certain way and with money going and at certain times into the right accounts. And we've seen that not happen correctly, and it really puts the client at risk, right? And the last thing you want to do is have a client that has a risk with an IRS audit. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. Well, it's funny as time goes on in a business, so many things change. They they might start one franchise location, move on to a second one or a third. As business grows, as participants in the plan account, the number of participants grows, dollars grow, things change. Yeah, valuations change. The valuation of the business definitely changes over time. And sort of like seeing your 401k statement and getting that in the mail every quarter, some folks just don't understand that they need to do those types of things. They have to have that valuation every year just to understand where they're at. Yeah, it really takes on a life of its own. And, and it's something that we focused on very, very closely at Tenant Financial Group. I think that maintaining compliance, following the IRS and DOL regulations is critical. And like you said, I mean, we, we work very hard to get these people into business, both us, SAS, firms like yours. We work really hard to get these people into business and get things started the right way. And then for things to go awry, one, two, three, five years into it, it's just, it's sad and largely unnecessary. So I appreciate your comments on that. As we kind of wrap this up, Jamie, tell us a little bit about how our listeners can get in touch with you guys. What's going on? Where can we learn more about your business and becoming a client of yours? Yeah, a great first step is check out our website. It's www.sas-cpas.com. That really gives you an idea of, of what we're all about. You'll see a nice big picture of all of us when we were together as a company outside with the, so you get sort of a sense for our, for our size. But yeah, check out our website. It's got a list of our services and, and a way to get a hold of us. We'd love to help. That's our goal is to help, uh, help see our clients succeed. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it's been great having you on. There's a phrase you used in the in the course of this dialogue together. We're still waiting on more guidance, right? That's kind of been the theme for tax issues and business issues at some level for 2020. So we appreciate your input and in helping kind of navigate that. We've learned some things that we weren't even aware of and that we know our listeners have too. So we appreciate that. We appreciate our listeners. We always love to get input on what type of issues and questions and comments you'd like to hear us talk about. So we appreciate you coming on for that. To our listeners, we can't thank you enough for all the feedback you've given us and for all the uh, opportunities you've given us to kind of provide some guidance business-wise. Again, the whole spirit of this show is to just give you an opportunity to tee up some questions and we'll track down guests that meet those needs. So we appreciate you listening. As you know, you can find us on all the major podcasting platforms, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. And then obviously this podcast is powered by Tenant Financial Group. As we talked about, our goal is to help entrepreneurs make smart business decisions. So you can learn more about us at tenantfinancialgroup.com. Listen, we look forward to putting together another episode and we'll be in touch soon. Thanks everybody. Thank you.